You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. How's the election? How's the erection? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, <laughs> as, as my Japanese neighbor asks, how's the erection? <laughs> I imagine it's a lot like uh, you guys, where uh, like it's over for me. Like, right? I voted. There's no more information yep, I need to know. I'm just kind of waiting. Just voted at the AAC for those results. Oh, yeah. did you go? Oh yeah, I did man. I got my Mavs pin. You know me, MFL baby. <laughs> What was the, ten minutes? What was the experience like? Oh yeah, in and out. Oh yeah, man, it was lovely. They have a little drive-up uh, kiosk too, mm. and but they also got free parking. So you go there, you park, and it's huge. So there's so much space. So it's really easy to stay socially distanced, and it's pretty fun. You can also still get that I voted sticker that everybody gets. But uh. of course, I got the Mavericks pin. I got actually both of them. I'm not gonna. Let everybody you know. sell that other one. They they ran out of them at my polling location, so I, I didn't even oh, get really? the sticker. Yeah, they were like, "Here's a no. sign we stuck in the ground. You can take a picture next to that." So I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to fucking prove to anybody that I was here. Like, I, I get it uh, that we want to let people my go out and vote. The people, it's the people that take the selfies but forget to like turn the picture, like to to oh, yeah. invert the picture. So yeah. they post their selfie, but it's backwards, and so like you can't read properly. Oh. Like instead of it's instead like of I voted, it's I teed off. Yeah, it's, it's, like, what? it's like so what dog you teed off? You teed off? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so have you guys? You guys have seen that new Die Hard Batteries commercial, right? That's like a, a mini Die Hard movie. I heard about Bullock. that. No, no, I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty clever. It's cute. It's got like Argyle comes back and Clarence Gilliard from Walker, Texas Ranger. They come back. Um, So the whole thing is about like Bruce Willis's car dies and he needs to get a battery. And that's when he starts getting like attacked by terrorists and stuff. Oh, no. And so this whole thing where he's like he he crashes through the window of like an auto parts store and he finds a diehard battery. And now he's got to get it back to the car. And then Argyle shows up and gets him in the car. He's like, Mac. And like they, it's, <laughs> it's it's fun, but at the same time, like Bruce Willis has now entered that full on like oh. I'm sleepwalking through everything I do kind of mode. I feel like uh, he's been there uh, for a few years already in some of well, his it's, films. It's interesting that you say that because this led to a discussion between me and a friend of mine, Garrett. Uh, oh yeah, who? No, I don't think we've had him on the show. We've talked about him before. He was the original director of photography on the Variants uh, web series. Mm. And uh, and so he, every once in a while we'll get together, we'll kind of talk online or, or text back and forth about movies or whatever. But he was like, hey, you saw the new Die Hard commercial, right? I was like, yeah. And we started talking about like, yeah, but he's kind of sleepwalking through. He's like, yeah. You know, I feel like there's a point within like the early 2000s that you could pinpoint exactly yeah. where he stopped caring about what he was doing. And I was like, well, where is that? I was like, and then we tar- talked about what we thought his last great role was. Oh. And I thought it was Armageddon. I was like, I think Armageddon is, wait a is minute. his last great role. Hey, man. He was that still was, Bruce the Illis then. He's right. That was, that was after, wasn't that after Sixth Sense? Oh, maybe yeah. it was. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, but, it was after, but before Unbreakable. But, and also it, after really? Fifth Element. Dude, Unbreakable was not his greatest role. Yeah. <laughs> But he's definitely not phoning it in there. He's giving it uh, his all. He, well, he, he kind of is, though. Yeah. He's kind of sleepwalking. And this is kind of the beginning of the end. But we were trying to track it down. But then I was like, well, dude, this is tough because he was in the G.I. Joe sequel, 
which was actually a pretty decent movie. Oh, yeah. And he, he wasn't bad in it. Uh, and so it, it kind of led to this whole thing. And because I had brought that up, I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I've seen those movies. So I watched G.I. Joe Retaliation today. Oh, no. At, at work. And then I got curious. So I was like, well, let me watch the first one again. The last time I watched it was when we did it for the podcast. So, so I watched two. Well, watched is kind of a, a, a <laughs> you witness term. While I'm working, I've got that on. But it, it it was it was interesting enough to have them on. Both GI Joe movies kept my interest more than this fucking movie that we watched oh, for this week. Oh no! Wow! <laughs> Shots fired, Tess. I know, man. This asshole already. <laughs> Jesus, we haven't even, he hasn't even asked what we've watched this week. We're already talking shit. He just wants you to know what you're about to get into. It's because he hates his boy, man. Is he sour? He, he's sour on our boy, man. Well, it's in his name, man. What do you expect? That's right. Hey, man. I was like, you better, hey, you better treasure him. He's a national treasure. Is okay? he? I mean, depends on who you ask. <laughs> Why well, asked you? Well, um, uh, well, we've done two of his films now on this podcast. This and uh, the first Final Destination, which uh, is more than we can say for a lot of actors out there. So it's doing hey, something see, right. See, there you go. And hey, Final Destination, that was a really good first movie. That's a great one. Listen and to our Final Destination. Him. And I also I also learned this week, Joe. Remember, he was Casper. Yeah, he he was Casper the Friendly Ghost. I didn't know what? that until a couple yeah, days ago. Like the, the voice of the Casper movie, he was the Casper kid. Shut because up. At, at the very end, you see him as a grown up. Isn't Devin Sawa also in Hocus Pocus? He's the cat. No, he's well, not. No. Wait, is that he Banks or whatever? That's another kid. Oh, is it? No, because we yeah. see that kid uh, at the yeah, end of Hocus Pocus. I thought that was Devin Sal. They all look alike. I just watched. Wow, that's racist. Yeah. I yeah, just watched is. that movie uh, for the first time a few <laughs> weeks ago. I had never seen Hocus Pocus. I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Uh, because are you I mean, kidding me? No. You used to talk so much shit about that movie. <laughs> I, I talk shit about it because I walked out of that movie when I when I uh, saw it in when theaters when I was a child, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. only because the Mortal Kombat machine in the lobby of the theater to me at the <laughs> time. Calling- was more interesting than uh, sitting through Hocus Pocus. So yeah, maybe I, so, I was a little too old. So let's talk about what forty-two-year-old Joe thinks about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to hear that. I don't think it's uh, this classic that uh, people like. I was expected to be like, oh, okay, I get it now. I see why it's still celebrated, and uh, I think they're uh-huh. even getting like a new Blu-ray release or something. Thirty-fifth um, anniversary, but as, uh, as it should because it's fantastic. Uh, what, was the, what was the last time you saw it, Joe? Uh, like two weeks ago. See, I haven't seen it in years, so I have to I have to go and revisit it like you, Joel, because the same way that you hear all that hype about it, I've been hearing it too. And I remember watching it as a kid, but it was never one that I was like, oh man, I gotta watch this every Look, I, year. I cannot in a million years understand how you can like uh I almost called it an undercover. <laughs> how, you <laughs> can, like, how you can like sister act. How can you like Sister Act? <laughs> because Sister Act has heart. It has music. Oh it has. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Hocus Pocus is just Sister Act is Hocus Pocus, but with Jesus. No, <laughs> no it's not at all. Oh my God! You, it is. I'm just religious. And see, that's the thing. Everybody remembers the witches. Everybody remembers Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy and how fun and the antics. What you forget is that. You're not spending most of the film with them. You're spending most of the film with these with cute Thora Birch, little now, Thora Birch. She's fantastic. Well, the kid, she's fantastic. She steals the show. The rest of the teenagers are fucking zeros. That that blonde oh, wow. that they pair him up with 
is just like she's just well, there. Are you, are you talking about the love interest from Corky Romano? Exactly. You better watch out. Exactly. <laughs> she was the love interest in Corky Romano. And the God older sake. brother is gonna lame. Like uh, yeah, but he had Devin Sawa hair. He, it's not. It's not. An, uh, it's not sweetening Sour. the deal. <laughs> it is souring the deal. And then, and then there's like the zombie <laughs> guy that's chasing them around and stuff. And there's yeah. Thackeray. Oh yeah. That, you know who that is? That's, I remember that. That's Doug Jones. That's the uh, fish from uh, yeah. Shape of Water. And the fish from uh, Hellboy. That's right. Always the playing fish. fish. He always plays a fish. Or zombies. Oh, wow. I get it. it but it's for kids. Yeah. And if you didn't grow up with it, if you weren't a kid when you saw it, uh, Mortal Kombat is going to be more interesting to you. If you could not, if you watch that movie and you don't get into the whole bit where she does, I put a spell on you. Like, oh, that the, is The musical oh. number? That is a show-stopping moment in that movie. I actually, uh, I told you I've been doing my 31 days of uh, horror bingo card. Yeah, bingo? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, that got my uh, musical number uh, bingo card. <laughs> Let's see what I got here. Oh, I watched um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Of course, that got uh-huh. the murder by accident bingo number. There's uh, so many of them. Did you ever see that movie test? No. Oh, God. dude. Listen to our Tucker and Dale versus Evil episode. And then watch it on Netflix. It's there. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, so good. Trick or Treat got the Mask Killer uh, bingo. Uh, Ghostbusters got the Parallel Universe. Technically, there's a Parallel Universe in there. Ghostbusters isn't a horror movie, though. Uh, no, it's a Halloween yeah. movie. Yeah. Is it a Halloween movie? I'm, I'm calling these Halloween oh. movies. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, nobody's, there's no rules. You want to play, play loose with the rules, I guess? <laughs> he makes his own rules, Joe. Cabin That's in the right. Woods got the meta uh, bingo. Uh, oh yeah, Urban Legend. Yeah. You ever seen Urban Legend? Now that's a movie that uh, we had never seen, and yeah, it came out in like 1999. It's, it was along the same lines as like the I know what you did last summer. Like it was around those same oh, times. It absolutely, okay, yeah. it's got uh, Joshua Jackson, Pacey from uh, Dawson's oh, Creek. Oh and, man! And also, what's his name from not Sliders? What was the name of that show he did? The um, mm-hmm. the sci-fi show Who? where they went into different dimensions. Oh, yeah, Sliders. Oh. Joshua Jackson. No, it wasn't Sliders. <laughs> I can't remember. It was it was something else. They had uh, Terminator. The guy, the guy who played Denethor in Lord of the Rings was in it too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, oh man, um, what was uh, Warehouse Five or it, it was it was one of those shows. I, I can't hmm. remember, but it was. Hmm. Uh, also, had, uh, also had Jared Leto and uh, look it up. Rebecca Gayhart, who you may know as the Nagzima model from back in the nineties. She's fantastic in this. She yeah, was Jared- also. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart uh, was in the show Dead Like Me and lost her job uh, really? it, not long after she ran over some guy. I, it was, oh, it had something right. to do with that. What do they call that? Manslaughter. Yeah, that's, they, they do call it that. <laughs> um, fringe. That. That was oh, the show oh he was. Fringe. Yeah, the J.J. Abrams joint. I love that show. Yeah, of course you did. That's why you were able to name it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I forgot the. What's the name of that show? They go into alternate universes. What is it? Sliders? Yeah, it's Sliders. I don't know, but I love. <laughs> well, it, to be man. fair, in Sliders, they do go into alternate universes, but uh, just one alternate universe in the in the Fringe. But yeah, good show. Good J.J. Yeah. Abrams early hit. <laughs> Tess, you seen anything? Anything fun? Oh yeah, man! I saw a Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, well, no, I guess not classic because it just kind of came out. But I saw American Ultra again. Well, yeah, it's five years old. Six years yeah. old. Five, six years old, yeah. But I don't know why I feel like it came out a few years ago. But That's it, Kristen it, Stewart as well, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, you know, and I usually hate her. So it was actually kind of <laughs> – it's like it was actually pretty good to see her in a role that I didn't hate as much. But it's because you really didn't see her a lot, a lot. And when you did, she was with Jesse Eisenberg. And he just reminds me so much of, of Michael Sarah. So, like, <laughs> yes. I, so, like, I, so I love him. I feel like Jesse Eisenberg is always playing Jesse Eisenberg. And uh, I right. 
he he is not nearly as endearing as he was in uh, the Social Network, where he plays or a Zombie villain. Yeah. Or Zombieland, yeah. He's, he's kind of engaging in Zombieland. You like him. Yes. Um, yeah. But not Zombieland you know, 2. You hate him in that. No, you hate him in that. You bring yeah. up Jesse Eisenberg I, and, uh, and Kristen Stewart. I tried watching that new Charlie's Angels movie. Ew. Ooh. I made it about I made it about eight minutes through and was like I can't I can't do this right now Bro. I just it's it like the writing seems so pandering and and I know it it's probably not fair as a man to be critiquing the writing of women because I do believe they had women writers on this project yeah. but like the whole first scene is like Kristen Stewart posing like she's on a date with some guy and they're straight up having a conversation about like equal treatment of women. And the dude is like saying like ignorant shit. Like, well, I mean, does a woman uh, deserve to be paid the same as a man? (laughs) If I had, if I'm taking care of you, like, like it was, it's the kind of shit that you feel like no one says this unless you're really playing to the back. Like it's a wrestling show. Like those are the kinds of people that would say it is a wrestling villain. Mm. Um, And so it was like about eight minutes of that was all I could stand. And it even has Patrick Stewart. And I was like, oh, Patrick Stewart, come on, buddy. And uh, directed Uh, by a woman, by Elizabeth Banks, who's also stars in it. She's in the movie. She plays the new Bosley. Uh, But yeah, I just, man, I couldn't get through it. Well, good, because it was on our uh, podcast list. Uh, uh, maybe we'll, we'll skip that now oh man well this is the uh the what are we this Where, is the editing bay on the next wave radio network my name is joe mine's joel and this is where we come to talk about movies sometimes they're good movies sometimes bad movies no matter what the case every week we will watch a movie and then come back here and talk about it with each other with you our lovely editing bay listeners we invite you to take part in the discussion go to facebook.com slash editing bay uh that's our home or if you're on facebook type the search bar uh, editing bay in there find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes click on that that's where you can talk back to us um and uh we are still in the midst of the spooky season mm. talking about halloween movies and uh and tess is wrapping us up with his pick mm-hmm. uh yes. tess, why don't you tell us a little bit about it all right well you know wrapping up the spooky season actually you guys are going to be listening to this right before halloween that's right so i thought i'd give them a good old fashion classic that i love growing up and you know what i'm just gonna say i love this again i loved it again this time and we're talking about 1999's idle hands you keep using oh, that man. word classic i do not think it means what you think it means <laughs> <laughs> this movie was directed by rodman flender who gave us a leprechaun too oh, and class. a bunch of tv he directed a couple episodes of the gilmore girls the oc oh. the office and our list uh, hmm. The budget for this movie, twenty five million dollars. Ask Tess. I feel like Joel knows already how much this movie brought in. <laughs> Why don't you ask Tess how much it made? <laughs> Tess, how Tess, much what do you think? Movie make? Oh man, it's got to be like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'll be fair. Let's say sixty five mil. Let's go. This will be made four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I always love he either like drastically overestimates or underestimates, but I was pretty close. I was pretty close. <laughs> you were about sixty-one million dollars. Yeah. So other movies that came out in nineteen ninety-nine: uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, yes. and Uncut, oh, uh, wow. Sleepy Hollow, The Haunting, mm. Cruel Intentions, American Pie, Big mm. Daddy, American Beauty, Ten Things I Hate About You, mm. She's All That. Girl Interrupted, Varsity Blues, The World Is Not Enough, Fight Club, yeah. The Blair Witch Project, The Matrix, The Green Mile, Never Been Kissed, Any Given Sunday, The Iron Giant, one of my favorites, oh. 
Mm. Uh, the Sixth Sense, one of Joel's favorites. Yes. Being John Malkovich, Eyes Wide Shut, Wild Wild West, Deep Blue Sea, Toy Story 2, and Ravenous. Ooh, Ravenous. <laughs> Listen to our Ravenous episode with uh, guest host Matt Brundage. I remember that one. That's right. Not yeah, he, he he brought a uh, he brought what what did he bring the the um it was the beef jerky uh, that they were beef giving jerky. away that's for uh, that's, their cannibal movie. That's oh. so funny that he still had it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so take us down the rabbit hole on this one, Tess. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well. I honestly don't remember the first time I ever saw this movie when it happened because in ninety nine, I was in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, no, bro, I was like six or seven. So I mean, and as you guys asked me last week, like, why were you watching this at six? So <laughs> that doesn't sound about right. I had to have seen this a couple years after that, but mm-hmm. I just always remember this movie being so funny and the things happening in it being goofy at the time. I mean, as a kid, just seeing all the crazy things, and you know, Jessica Alba, she's hot oh, whenever yeah. you see her. So that was all. That was always a plus but i don't to tell you the truth i don't know anybody else that's really seen this movie that's around my age now that i think hmm. about it because i was telling everybody about this and they didn't really remember this movie so it only makes make, based on how much it made that's what i was about to say i was like it only making four million i'm like damn only four really <laughs> also this isn't yeah, one that uh, has a lot of word of mouth you know it's not like 10 years later where, oh have you seen the matrix the matrix is groundbreaking you know idle hands <laughs> yeah. never really got that oh man i was the only one i i tell people about this all the time here's the funny thing about this movie is that it kind of fills a couple of different criteria like it's it's a horror movie Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's a dark comedy oh yeah it's also a stoner movie yes Yes. Uh, all everything you want (laughs) which makes me wonder like why this movie isn't more widely talked about in like with a cult status it definitely does not have that cult following yeah. that you would expect a movie like this would have. Yeah, is there another like stoner slash Halloween slasher flick? I mean, I guess Shaun in of the Woods. Yeah, but even then, it's just the one character. Uh, the one character. Shaun of the Dead. I think there's some smoking in there, but it's not about oh, yeah. being high. But everybody fucking gets stoned in this movie. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it's mm-hmm. it's the motivating factor of this movie. Yes. If Seth Rogen made a. A thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen did make a thriller. What was it called? The Guilt Trip? Guild trip with Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Your, uh, Guilt Trip episode if uh, you want to waste two hours of your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, or you could watch so this. Hey, you this, mentioned- movie, this movie had everything you could want. No. <laughs> you mentioned... You mentioned Jessica Alba, yes. and I got. I'm going to say just right off the bat, like okay. I've never I'm been more you. embarrassed for an uh, actress. She's awful than I was for Jessica Alba in this movie. <laughs> Not only is she she awful, but like. I feel like she's awful because one, she's being misdirected. Like she is not being directed well in this movie. Nobody's really being directed well in this movie no. if they're being directed. But also, like the way they wrote her character is so horrible and like oh, yeah. one-dimensional. She's it's embarrassing to see her have to perform this material. Yes. Oh, just with Devin Sawa like <laughs> smacking her ass and like holding on and trying oh, to yeah. choke her, like his, yeah. his evil hands trying to choke her. And the whole time, like she's always like, mm, what's that? That's so hot that. <laughs> You did like instead of like yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, what? Her, her response to being like sexually assaulted is, uh, mm, I'm impressed, and I didn't think her, a, a guy would have the balls to just take what he wants like yeah. that. No, that is a horrible no, message to be sending. Yeah. Her her whole motivation is, how can I be objectified more? <laughs> yes, exactly. She <laughs> yeah. needed a uh, she needed Gwyneth Paltrow's father 
to tell her not to take this role because she's done better things since. Like you would look at this and think that like, oh, this is like Pamela Anderson in the making. Like she's just going to grow up to do softcore porn. She's going to cash in on her looks, but she's actually had a, a, a varied career. And uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to. She was Dark Angel. She's dark. That's right. James Cameron's Dark Angel. She, she's not great. Um, but she's not as bad as she is in this movie. No, it's not. This movie yeah. is not a good representation of her talent. No, but no. what it is a good representation uh, is of another word that starts with T. Oh yeah, <laughs> it definitely. See, okay, I agree with you on that. I, I, it was a definitely. It was definitely not her best role that she's ever played in. But that's that's the thing. It's supposed to be more about Anton and his ridiculous antics. Because right. by the time she has more scenes in the movie his hands are he's already figured out that his hands crazy mm. and the opening scenes with her yeah she's supposed to just be his love interest that he's been pining over for years and so when you think about the fact that he's seen her for years but never has talked to her so you kind of would have to believe that she's probably seen him as well too that doesn't mean that she would just like him off the yeah, bat because exactly. that she never earns that relationship yeah. like like they put more thought and care into Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox getting together <laughs> in Transformers than they do in this movie. And like, you know, it's, he's pining for her. He's pining for her. He brings a book over to her and suddenly they're yeah. in love and he's taking her to the dance. Like, yo, we like you go from <laughs> you, you dialed it up to 11 really yeah, quick yeah. in this movie. Yeah. This movie also, Tess, are you familiar with a film called Evil Dead 2? Mm. I've heard of it. I've okay. heard of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah but this, I haven't seen it. I this this film is no doubt inspired by a sequence in Evil Dead Two. Oh yeah, really? Where uh, our hero Ash he gets bit by a zombie on his hand, and his hand starts to develop a mind of its own and tries to kill him. Mm -hmm. So he chops it off with a chainsaw. And there's like Ugh. a good there's a good like five to ten minute sequence where he's chasing the hand around the house and he's trying to kill it, and it keeps avoiding him. And then at the end, it comes back. Like after you've yeah. forgotten all about it, it comes back and stabs like the the love interest, for lack of a better term, the oh, female wow. lead ends up getting killed by the hand. Yeah. Um, the reason why brilliant filmmaker Sam Raimi only did that for a, a good five to ten <laughs> minutes is because that's about as good as that concept right. is. Yeah, like he had exhausted its build, potential. You. You cannot build an hour and a half movie around a dude with a hand that keeps turning against him. It just it stops being interesting. No, it uh, and it did for me. This film stopped being interesting, like probably fifteen minutes in. Like I was, wow. I was so done. Well, the best part about it is the Seth Green and uh, what's the other actor's name? Eldon. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The guy who plays Foggy Nelson in the Daredevil. Exactly. TV show. They're yeah. they're side he characters, knows. the stoner characters who yeah. and. And there's really no reason why they should still be in the movie because uh, I'm trying to figure out the rules of this movie. So, like, we open up uh, and his his parents have been killed. Or we see With his parents guy. get killed. Yeah. With the big guy, Tess. The big guy, man. Like, we got our tribute. That's right. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he was the second person we saw in this movie. I was like, I way to go, like Tess. Tess. You celebrate the career of an actor who unfortunately passed away with a movie where he dies in the first yes. four minutes. You win the Irfan Khan Award this year for uh, <laughs> actors that we tribute that appeared in less minutes in their movie. So, yes. Uh, hey, I beat you, Joel. Fred I Willard, did, man. So, I did. Poor Fred Willard is just there along with his wife uh, to be murdered in the opening scene. Uh, and we assume they're like, oh, it's a serial killer. We're going to find out later who it is. Maybe this is the, the spirit, like a Chucky sort of uh, situation, child's play, where his mm -hmm. spirit gets put into uh, Devin Sawa's hand. And uh -huh. then we find out, uh, what about 30 minutes in the movie? 
it was actually Devin Sawa who killed Devin his Sawa. parents. So that was a nice kind of reveal. I, I liked how they they toyed with it. But from, yeah. did, from they, did they explain why? Like yeah. was like how his hand got possessed? Because he because that's the thing. Oh, so it was the whole play on the movie. So it's called Idle Hands, mm-hmm. and because you know Idle Hands are the devil's play the thing. Devil's right? play so, so yeah. she so she eventually you remember uh, the Vivica Fox character. Um, yeah. I forget what her act, her name was in this movie. It was uh, Debbie. Debbie Lecure. Oh, yeah. Debbie Lecure. So when she eventually goes to the uh, when she goes to the bowling alley, remember, and she meets up with uh, Randy, one Randy. of my one of my favorite characters in this movie, he's, by the way. He's funny. He's, Randy he's, he's great. So hilarious. When she and she's talking to him, you remember, and he's kind of hitting on her, but she then explains, and he's like, "Yeah, so what are you doing here? Oh, uh, you don't want to know." And he's like, "No, come on, I'm really interested. Let me know." <laughs> <laughs> and she then explains to him like who she is and how she's like, "Yeah, I'm chasing after this evil spirit that that goes after the biggest fuck ups that they're out there, the biggest laziest." people there so it's like and that's all anton was like they always they they kept reminding you that all you do is, every day is just sit at home mm-hmm. and smoke weed you don't go to yeah. school you don't do anything else you're just a slacker who's good for fucking nothing he doesn't even realize his poor parents have been missing for, for, like for, two days. Days. for days he's like i haven't seen my parents for, in a couple of days and it's not like he lives in some apartment across town he's in their house yeah <laughs> in the attic. And, like, and i guess for four days like his cat's been playing around with his mom's eye or his dad's <laughs> eye. yeah yes. Come on, man! You remember, and then and then their ears were in like that bag of stuff. They got yeah. like knocked over later. <laughs> so like, so was he killing the other people? Yes, yeah, he killed those. Two, he killed those two. Uh, those two twins that were at that like uh food place. And that's so funny because when they asked him about that shit later, when he's when he's at their house and he's like, and they're like, yeah, you don't know about that killer that's going around. They're like, no, you don't watch the news. No, nah, dude, I hate that fucking show. I, <laughs> I say that all the time, and I never remembered where that where came from. That is a good line. I like that. I, I love it. So, so he's he's the killer, and he doesn't remember doing it until the movie decides that it's now time for him to be self-aware yes. of what he's doing. Yeah. And also, going back to the, the, the two side characters, played by Seth Green and uh, Eldon Henson. Eldon Henson? Is that his name? I think so. Uh, they, for some reason... Even though they are murdered by Devin Sawa, they get yeah. to come back from the dead. They're zombified yeah. and they live to smoke another bowl uh, yeah, throughout the rest of the movie. It. You're right, but that never happens with anybody else. No, that he and killed. not the parents. And for a minute there, I was like, oh, good. Does oh. this mean maybe we get to see Fred Willard? Maybe his parents come back? Nope. Never see but them that- again. But that's the see that but that's part of what's so hilarious about this movie and just part of it because it's like it's such a goofy, ridiculous stoner slasher movie yeah. that even when they explain what I was like, when they come back, it, you remember he's coming back, he's burying them, and like, hey, get us out of here. What, wait, what is that? It's like, hey, man, Anton, get us the fuck out of here, <laughs> man. <laughs> And then eventually the next scene, they I was like, you see them, they knock his ass out, and he comes downstairs. He's like, Oh man, I thought you guys, oh, I thought I killed you guys. And he actually did he actually did kill him. And they explained to him, like, yeah, bro, like we saw this, we saw this big ass light, and they were like, Come to us. There was all this music and all these chicks like, Hey, come to the light. And we were like, Nah, fuck that. <laughs> so we just came back. It was like, really? That's all you guys did? I mean, bro, it was really fucking far. <laughs> so <laughs> I do love that uh, Eldon Henson's like head, his severed head, because that's how he died. He got a buzzsaw uh, through the head. Yeah, it's like laying on the couch, and Seth Green is like throwing Cheetos into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. See, I think the one thing that I do regret about this movie, mm-hmm. as much as I didn't like this film, mm-hmm. what I do regret is that we never got a sequel that was just 
Mick and Noob. Just the like two of them. Those yeah. two. Oh, wow. Just the two. Those two were like the breakout of this movie. They're the where I was Jay just like, Silent Bob of this universe. I would have followed them into a whole other story and been perfectly happy with it. Absolutely. Like them in heaven, that would have been hilarious. Not even them in heaven, like just or like just... them walking the earth as a couple of undead stoners. Like yeah. that's <laughs> funny in itself. I am I'm on board for that, mm-hmm. especially with these two actors. These yeah. two actors absolutely know, like they they know what they're doing. They they know what they want to do with these roles. Like again, yeah. this movie doesn't have a whole lot of good direction going on, no. but because these two guys are the performers that they are. They gave mm-hmm. a much better performance, I think, than what this director would have been right. capable yeah. of giving. The, the, the reason that uh, Tess even remembers this film, uh, because, yeah. Uh, where do we come down on Devin Sawa? Yeah, uh, you're right. I hate him. I hate, yeah, him. I hate him. I hate watching. He hates him. I, he hates him so much, man. I can't stand it's watching like, him in this movie. I, I mean, yeah. why, man? Sawa. It's like he's not, bro. You're supposed to understand that he's a piece of shit. That's he's, but, what, no, no. Here's the thing, Tess. He's the most frantic stoner I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that, well, that weedy smoking is not working because uh, it's when not I'm stoned, working. Uh, well, at, at the well, the at the very beginning, it, he he was chill, but then shit got really fucking serious yeah. really soon when he start, when he realized that oh shit, my parents are dead and that I may have killed them at that point. So it's kind of like yeah, you could understand him being a little frantic at that point. You know, Joe, you're talking about the direction, and and we're kind of poo pooing on it, and and I think <laughs> that's one of the main problems because there is a lot of dark shit going on. This is a dark comedy, um, yeah. but it's played for laughs. But there's no denying that there are some heavy scenes here. I mean, like he he literally oh, finds yeah. the dead bodies of his two parents that he didn't yeah. even realize were were gone. Uh-huh. Uh, he chops Which, off his again, own hand. A, shine, a shining moment for Mick and Noob. The two dead parents are laying on the floor. Yes. His friends come in the house, and what they notice is the Shake That Coochie video that's on the TV. <laughs> like, I love this video. They're like, quiet, quiet. Here comes the part. They're dancing. Oh, yeah. They start dancing. So, oh, Seth Green smack in the ass. But even that is not enough to kind of uh, make those scenes work. And I, yeah. it, 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 it was going to take a better director. And I'd be curious to see if you guys chose a, a director when we do our recast later in the episode. But uh, it, oh, yeah. you really need somebody who kind of can play the, 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 the heavy scenes heavy, but uh-huh. then mm, filter yeah. it with some comedy and pepper that in there like- and break the tension. Like Cabin in the Woods or Tucker and Dale versus Evil, even like just to have someone that can play the laughs, but also keep the focus that like these are still dire consequences that are going on. Mm -hmm. And at no point really did I feel any kind of like even even when they're killing people, like I never really felt the consequences were very dire. I never felt that these were living, breathing characters because they were never developed. Like at some point, like Jessica Alba has a friend and her friend ends up getting killed because she doesn't want to jump three feet down. I did like that. Yeah, and I was like, uh, "All right, okay, and- I don't care. I don't care that she died. She was obviously cannon fodder, so she someone was. could die. Like this movie yeah. was on a timer. Like every ten minutes, oh, yeah. someone had to die. It was like and a Tarantino so just, film. It was <laughs> artificial. Yeah. yeah. Well, much, I was dying. In it. Much like a Tarantino film, also had Vivica A. Fox in it. Uh, yep. But uh, she seems like another one of those actresses, much like uh, Jessica Alba. That unless she's being kind of told she needs some direction. You can't yeah. just kind of let her go like you can Seth Green. Like she, mm-hmm. I don't think, got the tone of the film. Uh, yeah. I, I was annoyed every time she was on screen. I hated that character. And her I liked it. Was off. Even yeah. their, their attempt well, to kind of give her, her some. inflection on words was completely off. off yes. yeah. And their attempt to give her like some sexual liberation at the end just kind of seemed yeah. cheap. 
Yeah, it was weird <laughs> with Randy. <laughs> now, now time for the ritualistic sex. Time for the ritualistic sex. Yeah, but uh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't imagine this is high on her IMDb page either. No, I mean, you, you think she put Sharknado over this? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, more believable. What? I feel bad. I feel bad for Vivica Fox because, like, if you look at her career trajectory, yeah, she started like, high. She, she went from. What did she do? She did Independence Day before this, right? Independence Day, and then right mm. on to uh, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, <laughs> and then to like to this. Yeah. Well, Kill and, Bill. But oh, then, yeah. yeah, no, but but dude, Daryl Hannah was in Kill Bill, <laughs> but nobody remembers. You know, it's yeah. like Vivica Fox is not the thing you remember from Kill Bill. In fact, yeah. she's the first person that gets killed in the movie. That's right. She is. Yeah, there's that. And I do hope that they play out that whole thing where her daughter is the one that tries to get revenge now. Um, oh, me too. We'll save that for another time. Kill Bill 3. But, but yeah, like Vivica Fox, yeah. I feel bad because I do think that like if directed, I think Vivica Fox could probably do a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, she's not the worst thing in Independence Day, but they obviously cast her at the time because she was, you know, she had a smoking body yep. and she's, she was pretty and she matched up with Will Smith pretty well. Yes. They brought um, her back for that sequel. Listen to our independence day <laughs> yeah, resurgence. Oh and then like fucking, they had the chance to like, when, when all of these fantastical things are happening in that movie, like there's no way she, she had to die. They could have no. saved her out of the situation she was in, but decided, nah, we don't need her in this movie. They already they already gave our protagonist a dead father with Will Smith because he didn't come back for yeah. it. So we've already got our tragedy, but then they had to like compound it by like, now he has to watch his mother die. Why was she even here? Why are these characters why even she, here? Why was she even there? Just put her in a house somewhere on like, you know, in the Midwest and just be like, yeah. well, honey, be careful. <laughs> why does everybody have to be related all of a sudden? Why is this Star Wars? But I digress. Yeah, I know, right? Why is this? I was about to say the same thing. Um, oh, yeah. So Idle Hands. That's, that's Idle the movie. Hands. That oh, my God. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, objectifying women, I should have expected, Joe, that this would have been a movie where we just get to see bare tits in it because it's, it oh, feels yeah. like that kind of movie, right? It's rated R. It's kind of raunchy. Stoner oh, sure. flick. Uh, I thought maybe, you know, just seeing Jessica Alba half naked throughout the entire movie was enough. But no, we get to see actual tits. and uh, Actual tits, man. Yeah. yeah, but it's really weird because it's yes. like these two people, this couple, this guy who's got his face painted up like Gene Simmons from Kiss. Yes. And he's making out and getting down with a girl whose face is painted like Paul Stanley from Kiss. Yeah. yeah. And so for me, like there was this whole other like level, this whole other layer where I'm like, uh, but then there was a whole other thing where, like, knowing Kiss and understanding, like, maybe that's happened. <laughs> like, like, I feel like <laughs> pretty pliable like sexually. Not my favorite movie that references Kiss, but it was definitely one of the funnier references yeah, that no, I've enjoyed. It's no role models. No, yeah. it's not, dude. Not there, there's very little that's role models or Detroit Rock City for that matter. Yeah, baby, mm. coming soon to the editing. <laughs> oh, baby. good. Never seen that one. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. huh, so all you I'm had not to say. Test, don't say anything. Don't say oh, anything. I won't either. <laughs> we're gonna be like, oh, Joel, it's so great, and then we're gonna Bruh. watch it again and be like, oh, uh, I, I fucking hate this movie. Where's Jim Carrey? <laughs> <laughs> it's another me myself in a reading situation. Oh man! Hey, look, man! I like this one. I I liked Idle Hands again. You know, I, like, I don't care. What, I don't care what so y'all like, said. Did you guys amazing. notice at the end after he saves Jessica Alba, mm-hmm. he totally cops a feel on her ass while they're oh, having yeah. their kiss at the end? Yeah, man, he grabs some Jessica Alba cheeks. I mean, I'll... and it doesn't it doesn't look like it was directed. No, because nah. he it's took a his very moment. awkward like it's an awkward side grab. That's like, did he just like? T- 
did he take liberty there? I feel and then like they used that as yeah. their take. I feel like that's yeah, the kind of dude Devin Sawa was in 1999. Oh. Like, uh, mm. I we got one more take here with Jessica Alba. I have free license to just manhandle her. And, Gross. Uh, yeah. She was 17 years old, by the way, when this movie was being filmed. So uh, if wow. that didn't, ma- didn't make you feel uh, uh, weird before, maybe maybe not. Was this her first yeah. movie? Uh, I believe it was, yes. Weird. Oh, Man. wow. But, I mean, hey, look. For a go- it was a goofy You don't have to defend slasher. it. You don't have to <laughs> defend the movie. I knew going into it, it wasn't going to be cinematic gold. It wasn't yeah. gonna have it wasn't gonna have the greatest story. And I even I remembered a bunch about it that I that I had forgotten. I kind of forgot the whole Randy character. I remember there was a guy like that, but I forgot how funny he kind of was yeah. and ridiculous just yeah. in the scenes. The, the the few scenes he was in He's great. were just pretty hilarious. Like the like the whole um, where he pulls up to uh, the the memorial for the two twins or whatever. I to pick up the, the chick. <laughs> oh my! Up the chick. All I can think of was Matthew McConaughey back in Days Days of the Confused. Double date. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told them to go blow each other. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> it's like, why would you ask that, Randy? Well, and then after, and then, and then he's trying to walk away with her and everything. And that's when fucking Anton pulls up yeah. and looking like a hobo. Just, just, bro. But the thing, it was so funny how he just came out of nowhere, just his hand all spazzed in his pocket. So it looks like he's like jerking his <laughs> He's like, whoa, what are you doing there? <laughs> and the girl freaks out and runs away. <laughs> you know, Joe, we've been shitting on, on Devin Sawa, but uh, I got to say, I think he did a, Pretty good job of kind of playing that dual role. What it's worth. Role. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the physical comedy, uh, pretending yes. like his hand is is uh, another character, and yeah. doing these horrible things. But the look on his face of like, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing right now, but I'm about to stick this spike through the cop's ears. Yep. Until it comes uh-huh. out the other side, he does a fairly believable job of doing that. I, I, I don't. Well. Yeah. Hey, he did a fair. He did a fairly believable job. Look, go, go, go. We bail out on your defense. He did. He did. He, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it going. It doesn't matter because look, Joe like was the, like half sentence talking about Devin Sow. He's like, so I think he no. He, he, it's like he was praising him, man. I was, I was like, yeah, yeah. I stand yeah. behind it for the most part. I, I still don't think oh. he's great, but I do understand that that is a particular talent. Like sometimes I'll watch a movie and I'll be like. I, I could have done better than that. Like the delivery was like when we watch uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh my I'd be better. I can't kick box and I can't do he the splits. Celebrated a birthday, you show him respect. <laughs> oh, that's right. Happy birthday, JCVD. Also, uh, today is the birthday of Carrie Fisher. Oh, I oh. saw that. That's right. Yeah, you Happy didn't miss an opportunity to post that uh, same uh, <laughs> Twitter like that she posted Dude, five years it's ago. The only was... one I have. What do you want? And will ever <laughs> that, have that same and Twitter like. Also, <laughs> oh my god! Today's also William Zabka's birthday. <laughs> Who? Johnny from uh, the Karate Kid. Shut up! Really? Oh, yeah. well, happy birthday! Did you post his like? <laughs> I like no. I don't have one. <laughs> oh. Oh, not so yet. Weird. Oh yeah, not yet. Exactly. Got to reach for the stars, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, bro. Back to your point, Joe. I'll, I'll keep. I'll keep it fucking going. Thank you. Because, like you said, with the like. With the physical comedy, see, you know how like back in Me, Myself, and Irene, how mm-hmm. ridiculous Jim Carrey was with his with his comedy. Yeah. See that that was hilarious to me. And the same right. way in this, and, look, I'm just saying, look, you're using a movie way. that you ended up I liking. Defend your st- 
I like parts in that movie still to this day. And that's what I'm saying. There are still parts of this movie that the the physical comedy was hilarious. Going into that, like um, that fast food joint, just him getting from the door to back there at like the drive through window where he's running into people and slapping food out of people's hands. Mm-hmm. That whole scene was hilarious as shit. Yeah. <laughs> to me, still to where this he, day. He throws the bag of food into the car. <laughs> the Here, get out. <laughs> hilarious. It's like hilarious still to this day. The physical comedy that he had in it I, was I, great. I'll, I'll back you up. Uh, I, I do agree appreciate a lot of the kind of creature horror uh you know the, the makeup the special effects uh mm. some of the best moments in this film uh again with the, the seth green and uh yeah uh, eldon hansen that what it is i always forget it's his name called them mick and noob mick, 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 and and mick and noob <laughs> hey you know where their name where their character names come from did you read that bit of trivia no what is that no. speaking of uh snl era eddie murphy when he would do his Buckwheat character, you remember when uh, he would be Buckwheat from, uh, what's that old show? Little yeah, Rascals. From, SNL, from the Little Rascals. Little Rascals. And uh, there was one where he was doing all the songs. He was doing covers of songs for his album. And he did yeah. a cover of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. But of course, the Wookin way. Wookin Panub. Wookin Panub. So wow. Mick and Panub are A the two Penub characters' is- names. That uh, wow. pulled directly ah. from Wook and Penub in all the wrong Mick and places. Penub. <laughs> in all the wrong Penub places. The That's the name place. of the sequel right there. Mick and Penub in all the wrong places. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. We've got to write that movie. We've got to write that movie now. I feel like uh, Seth Green and that guy would be up for that. <laughs> <laughs> now that they're yeah. 50. Yeah, sure. Oh, whatever. I mean, you know, they did a send up on uh, Robot Chicken. Uh, there's yeah. Idle mm-hmm. Nuts was one of the uh, oh, wow. short episodes that they did <laughs> on Robot Chicken that totally lampoons this movie. You should check that out. It's probably more entertaining than the 90 minutes of this film. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, I, I would be, I'd be willing to put some money on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, my God. but just some of the things they do from a creature uh, or from a special effects standpoint, uh, when they're mm. eating the Hot Pockets and uh, yeah. it starts to ooze out of the neck uh, hole. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. He like, has yeah. to put, put duct tape around his neck. For that matter, when he he takes his severed head and like sticks yeah. a skewer through the bottom of it, and then shoves the rest of it into the yeah. the rest of his body. Uh, it's gross. Very it gross. A, it was a good solution, though. Yes, I thought so too. And I was like, all right, somebody put some thought into that. There's some uh, effects going on here, and uh, that will probably stick with me. Uh, more than uh, Jessica Alba. Knowing yeah. the kind of like the kind of writer, filmmaker, TV creator that Seth Green is. Oh yeah, I feel like everything funny that happened between those two characters was completely his design. Totally agree. Like, I can't help but believe that like he was sitting there on set going, but you know what would be funny mm-hmm. is if mm. we did that like, and they just they're like Seth, it's gold and his Whatever. delivery. Of, oh, of and some of the lines yeah. too. He, the way he Amazing. sells some of these lines. Yeah, they're only um, funny because of his delivery. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Were there, oh, after they make the burritos and shit, he's like, yeah, yeah. While we're at it, you know, we can just clean up the whole fucking house. This ain't our, this ain't our mess. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, God. His lines were, his lines were amazing. Both, both him and, uh, and, and I think when they both died, those are two things that I, I remembered from seeing this movie back years ago. Those are things that always stuck with me. There's yeah. different little gross things in this movie that mm-hmm. I remember to this day, even before I saw it again. And I was like, oh, I was excited to see it. That's part of the reason why I still like it, because it's a gross movie. I know it's not the best, but it's one of those goofy movies that it's just like, OK, 
yeah, this isn't good. This is going to be a 90 minutes that some stupid stuff's going to happen <laughs> in it. But it's just like, all right, it's going to be kind of it's going to be kind of funny and enjoyable. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Here's one one bit that I did like is when Devin Sawa decides he needs to get rid of his hand. He needs to cut his hand off. <laughs> he gets the bagel cutter thing. Yes. And there's like, they even have like one of the characters is like, that isn't going to work. That thing barely even cuts my bagels. <laughs> and like, they totally set it up to like subvert your expectation. Uh, like he's going to pound on it and it's going to take his hand off and he does it and it doesn't work. At all. <laughs> yes. And there's just a simple, like told you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a great concept it's a it's a fun idea uh yeah it just maybe didn't quite hit the mark um the execution but, yeah mm-hmm. there's a little too much threes company going on in this movie yeah, for I my taste like yeah. a little too much like we're not going to explain what's happening just say what's happening just you know stop trying to hide it and say what the problem is say what's everything would be solved if we just had a quick conversation mm-hmm. as yeah. crazy as it sounds if we just had a conversation about it you know, we could probably start addressing some things. And and I get it. For the sake of the movie, you don't because you need to keep the story going. But for me, that means yeah. you need to write a little bit more clever of a story. Like you need to be you need to be thinking out your scenarios a little bit more just so that way, you know, we it's not it, not so much that I'm looking for it to be more clever. I'm just looking for it to be less cliche. I tell you what I wanted. I wanted I, a, I wanted a better antagonist. I mean, I know his hand is the antagonist, but even yeah. in, even in child's play. We had a scene at the beginning where it kind of sets up who this yeah. serial killer was and how he yep, got yeah. into the body of this doll. And then from there, it's just like demonic doll. So all Agreed. I needed was like, you need to personify that evil a little better the than evil. they did. Yeah. Like I would have, I would have been perfectly happy with like, you know, we we have some kind of flashback where they got stoned and played with like a Ouija board or something. And like, mm-hmm. that's it. Just just give me a little bit of an explanation well, about like why his hand is doing things on its yeah. own. Well, Vivica and, A. Fox, like she's this jurid uh, high priestess or whatever who's who's hunting yeah, this evil right. down. She should have the flashback. She's got the story behind it. Let's let's see her background a little bit. I mean, exactly. all, you, all you saw her doing was really just trying to chase it down. You remember? It, like, she went to those, she went to that one guy who happened to be in jail, but he didn't have it anymore. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, then it's all fucked she up. ran off. And then it's, and then, yeah, you're right. Like, even the climax between her and him, when she eventually does finally run into Anton, instead of just having a conversation, when she's like, oh, yeah, you're Anton. Okay. Well, this is what's going on. She just then tries to stab the shit. Man, I did like that, though, where Randy is like, whoa, overreaction. (laughs) (laughs) Overreaction, kitten. What's going on? And then he ends up grabbing Devin Sow, and he's like, fuck him up. Yeah, (laughs) man. Nobody takes my Ford. They, they did try to kind of give um, the the handsome personality at the end because the final act he's he's inside of a hand puppet. Wearing a puppet. Oh, that was that was funny. That was so we get funny. to see him uh, at the end with the lever where he's uh, jacking the car up that's about to kill Jessica Alba. And bro, like the fact that like three three dudes couldn't keep a hand from pulling a lever down. Like there's nothing that's key. And that's another. I once um. Here comes here comes story time with Grandpa. Um, I once worked on a uh, oh god, what was it like an Exxon commercial? I think it was an Exxon oh. commercial, and they had like at the time they they had like their spokes people or whatever were like a couple of parrots. They were like animatronic parrots. Oh really? 
And so they were using them in this commercial. And I was like a stand-in. I got paid more for the day. Ooh. I was a, a stand-in for some NASCAR racer that was doing endorsements for this gas station. God, I can't remember what it was. But they had a couple of parrots. And these guys were apparently the same puppeteers that did Chucky for the Child's Play movies. Oh, so, like I got to kind of striking up conversation with them and they were talking about working on those movies. He's like, yeah, I mean, we got paid. It was fun, but we kind of always had a joke. It was like, Chucky, if you ever want to beat Chucky, just kick him. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a doll. Like, I get it that he's got the soul of a killer, but he's still a doll. Yeah. Like, you can just, just kick him. He doesn't have a whole lot of heft. And that's kind of how I felt about like with it being a hand that's the villain. And again, right. I'm going to bring it back to Evil Dead 2. That's why the hand, the evil hand, wasn't mm -hmm. the main villain of the movie. Mm -hmm. It was an inconvenience that was thrown in and then brought back later. The mm -hmm. fact that this is an hour and a half of him fighting a hand, and even the <laughs> climax comes down to him trying to pull a lever back up that a disembodied hand has yep. nothing to like yeah. get any kind of leverage with. Exactly. It, he's still struggling to pull this lever back up, and it's like, guys, but I they, cannot believe this. Well, it's because they didn't have. They, yeah. no, but then what saves the exactly, yeah. Joel? You knew exactly what I'm. About they to didn't say. have the the strength from their weed. What does he say? Yeah, and needs my spinach. Need my spinach, man. It's like, what do he say, man? Marijuana saves another day. <laughs> I love when Seth Green finds that thing, and like the whole time, Noob is like, "Oh yeah, that's mine. I, I made, made this. Make no, you didn't." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny those two characters were yeah, funny yeah, i wish it was a movie just about them then they go to heaven at the end it was that was dope they become yeah. angels but not before not before writing that stuff on his uh his hospital room yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm under your bed that was a nice callback to poor you know fred willard oh uh, yeah exactly see another tribute to the big guy big yeah. guy a little, a little insensitive. I mean, the dude lost his parents, but yeah. you know, what are you, well, you going to do? Yeah, that's not going to keep um, him from right, uh, so, hooking up with Jessica Alba next door. Dude, yeah. yeah. She's like taking care of him. She's like, you okay, honey? Yeah, All right. He, uh, and again, like, you guys have been dating for like four hours. Like, what's yes. up with this? Oh, bro, she was so beaten up about it. You remember when she's at the dance and she's all like, he better come. Yeah, I thought I'd be here by now. You guys just had your first conversation like an hour ago. Yeah, this loser <laughs> schlub, like all of a sudden he's surprised. Uh, but then she, hey, that one scene where her friend does die, though, that was her smartest scene throughout the entire movie. Because she had to take, she had to be smart enough to know, hey, give me your shoe. And to put it right there in the fan, mm -hmm. yeah. and then and then she, put the rope hard. down. She was very she was very smart in that scene. But then as soon as she she gets through that, that's when she goes back to being dumb oh, again. Bro, yeah, no, she gets very dumb because her friend <laughs> falls down, is hung, bro, bro. and she doesn't think like, let me grab her legs and lift her up her so down. she's not choking anymore. <laughs> bro, no, just lift her up so she's not choking anymore. Well, the, the fan and did I, a good job of lifting her up. It did, and that's the I thought the fan was going to cut her down. I was like, oh, why is the hand? doing that I, oh, but then it just slinks up i was like oh <laughs> all because right she was, she was through the fan it should have cut the rope exactly uh, there are uh, a few moments in this movie where we see blood splatter and it is uh violent and shocking uh <laughs> oh, yeah. right off the bat the mother getting killed at the, when she gets dragged under the bottom of the bed and you yep. just see 
shoot out when they put the hand in the microwave, the severed hand in the microwave. Yeah, it shoots gross. out. Uh, and then, yeah, again, uh, poor Jessica Albert just gets doused in blood. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It's gory, man. It's gory. Yeah. But it's like if, if and that's what we were going for, yeah. man. It's, it's gory. It's, it's got all the, it's got all the elements of what should make a decent cult classic horror film. Yeah. Except the charm. Like there's yeah. just nothing about like our main characters, yeah. like except for Mick and Noob, like there's nothing about our main characters that makes me enjoy being in this world with them. Even yeah. the isolation and desolation of Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, like there's still something about Bruce Campbell holding it down that's so he's so charismatic mm-hmm. and fun and engaging that it makes me want to stick around. Like I'm engaged and I'm invested in what it is that happens to him. Yeah. Uh and I wasn't getting that. I wasn't getting that in this movie. Uh, I think I already know what Tess's answer would be. So, to, Joel, <laughs> would you recommend this movie? You know, I can't really unless you, you kind of have to like stoner comedies and you have to like kind of gory slasher flicks a little bit uh, and, and be very forgiving uh, when it comes to, to misogyny. Uh, <laughs> and also just production value in, 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 in all. Yeah. You know, this is an over 20-year-old film. Uh, yeah. And, and it kind of looks it. There are a few it sounds th- it. The soundtrack is definitely Yeah, fucking offspring shows up in the middle of it and gets scalped oh, on stage. That's great. And, oh yeah. And it's like, it, okay, so it's like what is the identity musically of this movie? Because you've got no like idea. you've got the Ramones, mm-hmm. but then you've got the offspring, but then Sublime. you've got the crew, you've yeah. got Sublime. Sandria like, oh, at the end, baby. Oh man. Confession. I hate Sublime. Oh no! You can't say that, Joe. You can't have that opinion. You can. You can. Also, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, he was overrated. <laughs> That's just coming up. <laughs> no, now I'm just I'm saying things to offend people. Just <laughs> sing some uh, sing some Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, um, and I trade it all. <laughs> I... Right back to sublime. I'll practice that real. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Tess. Question. Yeah. What is up? what is Santeria? Hmm. Isn't that some wine? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's like, it's like box yeah. wine, isn't it's, it? Are you talking about sangria? Sangria. Sangria. <laughs> it's like box wine, isn't it? <laughs> That's great. No, that's a vegetable that you cut up and you cook with. Uh, oh. with I mean, I know it's the song I sing on Rock Band. That's all. <laughs> that's, all that's all I know. Wow. It's rock Band. That's a game nobody's talked about in like 20 years. Timely. So, hey, man. Hey man, spinning, I got I've got an old soul, brother. Yeah, I got an old soul. Oh, I love that. I love that song too by Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> yeah, sing it right about now. Yeah, old soul, old soul brother, check yeah. it out now. Yeah, old soul brother. Yeah, that's a I, I can't tell if your internet is cutting out or if you're just uh, doing a very accurate representation of that song. It sounds. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. The, I'm doing the Cartman from the South Park pandemic special. <laughs> oh, oh do you I watch it? See it? I did watch it. Yeah, oh, it's so bro, I told you. So, oh, you've got to watch so your Joel. So we can talk about. I can't it. wait. It's so funny, man. Uh, so getting back to the topic at hand, I uh, absolutely would not recommend this movie. <laughs> I think in the realm of stoner comedies, there are better movies. I think in the realm of dark comedies, there are better movies. I think in the realm of just, you know, uh, slasher horror flicks, 
there are better movies. True. And the fact that you took all of those three things and you put them into this one and they 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 fired on a mediocre level on all fronts. Yeah. It's just sad. It's almost like you should have just picked one and tried going full bore on it. Uh, so no, I could not recommend this movie. I would just say like, if you want to see a movie about a, a disembodied hand that's going after people, mm-hmm. watch Evil Dead 2 uh, and, and, you know, maybe trade this one back in. well man that was a i I don't know how i'll follow up that right there but uh yeah i would definitely recommend this i thought you were gonna do a randy marsh i don't know how i'm gonna follow that up but fuck you (laughs) (laughs) fuck you i should i should have did that fuck you we could could redo it you could we could redo it well i don't know how i'm gonna follow that up but uh fuck you you Because I would definitely recommend this movie again. All right, see, me and Keon, it's funny. I, I watched the last 30 minutes of this with my roommates, and I was telling them, I was like, shit, I wish you guys had actually sat down and watched this whole movie with me because, like, it just so you guys could experience this. And they, for what they saw, they liked it to the because they knew how ridiculous it was. Yeah. To where me and Keon were, were already talking about it. He's like, man, we should redo this movie, man, because we could do this much better with like what a better story and everything. And we were even we were trying to determine what genre would you call this? Because like you said, it does have it's a comedy. It's a horror movie. I mean, it's a slasher, I guess, slash thriller at times. So it's kind of got I don't want to say its own category, but it's got a category like that. Not many other movies kind of fall into. I can't think of another movie like it. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably it, the best it, thing it, you could say about this film. Exactly. Yeah. So you could take that good you could take that in a good or a bad way. But because and I think that might be one of the reasons why I like it so much, because it's so unique in that that it decided, yeah, that thing that we could that could only be like five, ten minutes, we'll make a whole thirty minute movie <laughs> about it and like see what the fuck happens with I it. I wish it was scores be damned. Minutes. You know? And and because of that, that's why it's a movie that I would recommend people to watch and see, but only during like Halloween and yeah. spooky time. I tell you, it's not, yeah, go that, go ahead. That is what it had going for it. I, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised that it actually was set on Halloween. Uh, it, it made it uh, feel very timely, but uh, yeah, it's still not, not enough to save it. Yeah, it, it's not enough to save it for like, oh man, I'm not going to go and watch this in two weeks or even like three months. I might not even watch this again, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> but if it ever does come up around like Halloween, I'll, I'll, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll spend the, yeah. I'll spend the ninety minutes. Halloween movie. There you so. go. Uh, so what I felt that this movie did right, I know I touched on it earlier. Uh, Seth Green, Eldon Henson, yeah. I think that's his name. Uh, yep, sure Mick is. and Penup. I, I loved them. I thought they were fantastic. They were what worked about this. I liked the Randy. We've talked a little bit about the Randy character. I liked him in that mo- yeah. in the movie too. I thought that mostly though, our our best friends, like they sold it. They were fantastic. Yeah. Dead, alive, at every point in this movie like there was never a point in this movie where they showed up and i was like oh man these guys again like yeah. i was i was usually like thank god they're here to save the right? scene uh, yes yeah. um well for me for me it's part it's partly that it's all it's just a good goofy it's a goofy horror movie it's one that like i liked how gory it was and mm-hmm. also the side characters like nub and um also mick and randy but molly wasn't the best but no it's like she, it's it's Jessica Alba, so you know what I'm saying like I gotta, I gotta <laughs> like it's like I, I can't not like Jessica Alba, so it did that right at least. Man, Casanova over here, <laughs> <laughs> that whole like five minute response to what it did right, and 
It basically came down to the girl, Jessica Alba. <laughs> I mean, the side characters in Jessica Alba and all the slasher shit. I yeah. like when, I like when everybody dies in the movie. That's why I like Tarantino, I guess. Gotcha. So here you go, Tess. This is gonna be a tough question for you. Mm-hmm. What did this movie do wrong? Actually, you know, it's not that tough. It's not that tough, Joe. Uh, the writing of the movie wasn't that great. <clears throat> As I've grown older and can actually appreciate a good story, yeah, mm-hmm. there were so many plot holes in this in this script and so many things that just weren't explained. And we just transitioned to different scenes from, from scene to scene. We were in different we were in different ones. And mm-hmm. I mean, there were funny things that happened in it to where you would, I guess, I wouldn't say you would let it slide, but you'd be like, all right. Whatever. I guess we're just not explaining that. So that and also um, just some of the direction of the characters and how they delivered lines like Vivica Fox was awful with half of the things she delivered. And it's the chemistry between some of the different characters other than like Nub and like and Mick. You could tell that they didn't run their lines between each other as well as they could have all the time. Tess, there are many fitting answers for this question. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that was incorrect. But, but I feel like no, no, I feel like I feel like your answer was the correct one. The writing oh. uh, of this movie was atrocious. It was it's 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 the really the weakest link of this movie. And yeah. there are many weak links, but it's the the writing of this film. And I'm not just talking about like, you know, the 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 dialogue. I'm talking about like the like you said, the transitions, the, the the building of the world and the building of the story. And you're mm-hmm. right. Like this film goes from place to place without putting the time in it. And that's ultimately the laziness of it, where it's like this movie is in such a hurry to get from point A to point B that it forgets that there's there's ground you have to cover between those two things. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Instead, they just hurry up and get to another point. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You want us to be invested, right? You want us to to enjoy this ride. And that's part of the reason why I can't enjoy this ride because we're too busy trying to get from beat to beat without leading up to it. You know, you, you've got to lead up to things like this. And I would have thought like looking at his IMDB, I was like, Oh, this is obviously like the first outing for this filmmaker. And it isn't. And I'm like, bro, you should know how to, how to craft a story. But yes, the, the writing of this movie is just insanely bad. Uh, and, and, Everybody is just a stereotype of yep. what their character is supposed to be. Especially the um, women. And that was that was what I appreciated the least and <laughs> thought that this movie did wrong. Uh, for me, it was the uh, the sound mixing. Sound mixing in general and uh, just the music choices. Obviously, we talked about how 90s it feels. Uh, yeah. If you do not like uh, 90s stoner uh, metal rock, uh, you will not enjoy the soundtrack. But also just the mixing of it. Like I always felt like the music bed was always at the same volume and there was never yeah. any like intensity uh, yeah but, but there was never something to compensate like in, in video editing they call it ducking like the the music's got a duck underneath the when the dialogue's there or when the sound effects are are prevalent but then it's mm-hmm. got to come up and take over when there isn't dialogue you know so there's this back and forth the seesaw if you will uh and whoever was mixing that uh did not get that memo because it just felt very <laughs> flat for me yeah the music was awful it was like a best of it was like a best of 90s <laughs> yes, it was, it was like the worst of nineties. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was about to say it wasn't even the best of the nineties. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. All right. So if we were going to go. remake Idle Hands, there we go. How would we do that? I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people recast. Mm. Uh, I have six uh, and a theme. Oh, wonderful! I've got a theme as well. Hey, Tess, I, how many do you have? 
I've got 10. Oh, shit. Wow. And uh, I don't have a theme. Right. So <laughs> I guess I'll just start naming off people until you guys have somebody. Sounds good. So, so Tess, who do you have? Who do you have a low man on your on your cast? All right. Well, low man on my totem pole here is um the principal Tidwell. Oh, he shit. was only he was only in one scene. And oh, I, know, I, I know this is crazy for me recasting it, but I put Nick Kroll in that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay. You know um, what? I can I can pick somebody that fits that. I'll go with uh Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price ooh. is going to be the principal. Okay, okay. I like that. All right. Um, and next after that, I have Tanya. That was the friend who died by hanging and and fan. And for uh-huh. that role, I went with Brie Larson. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. Captain Marvel for that. Oh, nice. I like that. Mm. I uh I did not recast that one and I will not recast that one right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> You don't need yep. to. That one will take a little too much thinking, so I'm gonna <laughs> just let it go. Okay. Um. Next, I have the uh the officers from the beginning of the movie and oh my gosh. died so gruesomely. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm just gonna say both of them. So for those roles, I went with Jonah Hill and uh, Channing Tatum. So basically, the cops from uh 22 Jump Street. Oh, oh yeah, nice. That's great. That's great. Um, <laughs> And uh, next we have our Randy. No, no. Yeah, next we have our Randy character. I'm Wait, sure you, have the, did you, you didn't do the mom and dad. Joel, did you do the mom and dad? I did not. I did, not. I did the mom and dad. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, let me yeah. get them out of the way real quick. Uh, right. In the role of dad, it would be Bruce Willis. Oh, oh. In, in the role of mom, it would be Dwayne the Rock Johnson in drag. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sensing an Expendables theme here, maybe. No, no. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Randy, that's the, that's the next one on my list. Okay. So for that role, I went with Zach Efron. Hmm. Okay. Like All right. That. I went with, uh, I. you mentioned him earlier as one of the cops. I went with Channing Tatum as my Randy. Oh, interesting. You sure this isn't an Expendables thing? Oh, it's, oh, it's a Fast no. and Furious thing. Isn't no, it? Joel. What did I say? That magic day, I watched two G.I. Joe movies. Oh, and shit. So what I've done is I've remade this movie with the cast of both G.I. Joe films. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I uh, went with the cast of the original Scream from 1996, uh, oh. and so my Randy is going to be David Arquette. Oh, That's a good one. Favorite. That's a good. You know what? I was even thinking though while we were talking about, it, I was like, you know, I feel like Anton would have been David Arquette if David Arquette wasn't too old for the role at that point. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Oh, that oh, was what, all the people in my so, cast are too old for it. But uh, picture Devin Sawa reminded me of a David Arquette kind of character. Yeah, that is not a compliment. <laughs> You guys hate both of them so much. <laughs> <laughs> so much. And I'm like, they never did me wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I don't hate David Arquette. I mean, either. Now, I now mean, that you, I watched no, a weird documentary. Joel, yeah. Joel hates David Arquette. You hate Sawa. That's yeah, I'm... yeah, I do hate Sawa. <laughs> All right. Well, next I have Debbie LaCure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for that role, I went with Zazzy Beats. Oh, I thought somebody might do that. Okay, I uh, I went with a uh, an actress named Elodie Jung or Jung. Uh, she played Electra in the Daredevil TV show. Ah, uh, yes. She played Jinx in GI Joe Retaliation. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I went with uh, Courtney Cox, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. All right. Scream. Okay. Yes. Next, we have. I guess should we do Penub and Mick together? Or just... Yeah, we should definitely do them together. Sure. All right. For those two, I went with. Adam Devine and Charlie Day. Oh, that's great. That's a good pairing. That's a good pairing. 
Joe? My Mick and Panoob would be played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and oh. Panoob played by Brendan Fraser. Oh, <laughs> I could see that. I like that a lot. I went with uh, Jamie Kennedy and Matthew Lillard. Oh, okay. Nice. I like that. I like that. Nice. I feel like your your casting is inspired just from those two alone. Yeah, like I, I felt like just listening to you do the recast, I'm like, oh, that's where it started. Yes. And then he worked his way out. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> oh, uh, thanks to Jenna. So now we have our our two, I guess, leading character. Well, not leading character. <laughs> I wouldn't even call yeah. Molly a leading. Yeah. First of all, I wouldn't even call her Man. a character, much less a yeah. leading. Honestly, I thought we should have saved Mick and Panoob for the end. Yeah, <laughs> because who are load there? Is that what you saying? <laughs> I went with um, another superhero, a superheroine, uh, and I went with Gal Gadot for my Molly. Oh, Gal Gadot is good. Uh, Uh, I went with, you you know her from Friday Night Lights, and she played the character of Lady J in G.I. Joe Retaliation, Adrienne Palicki. Yeah, like her. I went with Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell's good. Yeah. Uh, Which brings us to Anton. Mm -hmm. Anton, the man, the myth, the guy. That's Fred Willard. (laughs) Oh well, no, that's the big guy. Oh, big my bad. Guy. My bad. See? Yeah, this is the big guy's. This is the big guy's son. So he's just the guy, the little guy, the little guy. So and for that role, I went with Joe Keery. Oh, Keery's yes. good. Yeah, I could see that. That's great. Uh, I went with uh, I went with Marlon Wayans for good or for bad. Oh, I went with Marlon Wayans. <laughs> interesting choice. Uh, and of course, I did Skeet Ulrich. Nice. Uh, mine directed by. Uh, Obviously, not Stephen Summers. Uh, I went with the sequel director, John M. Chu, uh, who also gave us uh, Crazy Rich Asians. um, Oh, yeah. And I'm sure a couple other movies I can't remember. Well, mine was not directed by Wes Craven because he's no longer with us. But uh, how about Edgar Wright? Uh, Could probably handle the tone of a film like this, right? How the fuck are you going to do the whole cast to scream and then give them to Edgar Wright? Because Wes Craven is dead. Man, but Edgar, but Edgar Wright deserves better actors. Wow. (laughs) Good point. Well, I wanted to keep mine funny, and I decided to go with two directors who gave us a very good classic that I love to this day, and I went with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. See, there you go. Oh, the nice. the Stone Kings themselves. That's exactly. a good one. You said that. If you have any thoughts about uh, about Idle Hands, uh, if you have thoughts about how we recast it, how would you recast it? Uh, if, there's, if you disagree with us on something, if you agree with us, uh, let us know. Go to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash editing bay or on Facebook, find that search bar, type in the editing bay, and then click on that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. And that's going to take you to uh, our little home on the Internet. And uh, and you could tell us all about what you thought about Idle Hands. And if you have ideas for movies for us to watch in the future, you can go ahead and put those suggestions there and we'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editingbay.com. Please go there and bookmark it because uh, anytime you need to know something about our little podcast, you're going to find it right there. You're going to find links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page as well. As our Twitter handle, you can follow us uh, all sorts of places on Twitter. Uh, how about at the Editing Bay, as well as uh, at Lamel and Khan and uh, at Draco Mouthful. And uh, do we ever get George's Gorder back? No, we're going to have to find that one. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We also have links to all of our past episodes there that you can get, uh, as well as uh, to subscribe to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Got links right there on the website, all that and more on editingbay.com. Leave us the rating and review on your podcasting app. Uh, five-star rating would be fantastic. And then just leave a review. Let us know what you like about the show, sure. even if there's stuff that you don't like about it. If you have criticism, things that you think that we could do better, we could take that. You could put criticism as long as it's five stars. We're ah. good. If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? Mm-hmm. 
You're Devin Sawa. No, oh, no. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's a national treasure? You're Devin Sawa. Uh, <laughs> all right, so what are we going to do next week? All right, well, uh, that was our Halloween episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but looking past uh, Halloween, of course, by this time next week, uh, we're going to be uh, right deep in the middle of the election. So, uh, no, can't let you gotta say it correctly. This erection, so <laughs> cannot let uh, this opportunity pass by without doing something kind of uh, related. Now, the easy choice would have been to do like election, right? With, uh, with Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick, but uh, not doing that. Was that Jeff? Is that producer? Wait, Jeff? that wasn't Elisa Silverstone. Did what, you say, what did I say? no Reese Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon, man. I may, I may have said Alicia Silverstone. John Witherspoon. <laughs> Silverstone. But now I wish that there was a movie where John Witherspoon plays a high school student, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I would watch that I'm going to be ready for class president. <laughs> uh, could have done election. Uh, could have done uh, like Team America or you know something uh, stereotypical, oh, yeah. Man- Manchurian candidate. There were all sorts of ideas there, but I was like, eh, it's too on the ball. And I think people are, are by this time will be tired of thinking about politics and yeah. and uh, presidents and all that stuff. Let's put that behind us. But uh, still, want to talk about uh, con men in general, uh, apropos of nothing. Uh, mm. And so I did a little Google search for uh, famous con men in movies. And uh, Joe, speaking of uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam uh-huh. Raimi, uh, yeah. I was looking uh, through their uh, works together and came across this one about a con man, one of the greatest con mans, a great and powerful con man. Uh, con <laughs> talking you... about Oz, the great and powerful from 2013, oh, the oh, Sam oh, Raimi directed uh, with Bruce Campbell starring uh, James Franco, Michelle Williams, <laughs> Rachel Weisz, Mila Kunis. Two minutes <laughs> exactly, but but it's a Sam Raimi film, so you know Bruce Campbell's going to be in it, and yeah. I thought it was appropriate because we're talking about uh, con men, and also when you think about Trump, he's kind of like all three of the like he he has no brain, he has no courage, and he has no heart, and he's the ultimate man behind the curtain, and once you pull back that curtain. Realize uh, there's not much of a man there. So wow, you are really digging for the symbolism here. Aren't uh, hey, that's that's what we do here on the editing base. So tune in next week uh, as you cast your votes, uh, and we'll talk about uh, Oz the Great and Powerful from 2013. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and close this thing out. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Yes, uh, good job. Yeah, man. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for Oz the Great and Powerful. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.